Yo, 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 what is poppin'? What I do? Welcome back to the Thumpin' and Panther Podcast. Back again like we never left. Yeah. Thoughtful yeah. Panther Podcast. Yeah. Saying with my co-host, <laughs> Mahdi Films. <laughs> oh, God. I'm way too excited. I'm like out here cheesing. So happy to be back on the mic with the headphones on, spinning my bars yeah. as per usual. It's crazy. Love. When I get in front of this mic, I feel like an important person. So Yeah, that's why I'm addicted <laughs> to the power. I have the headphones on. I have the microphone in front of me. I'm like... Mm. I know we only got like 77 subscribers. My opinions matter. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> I'm an intellectual. Exactly, exactly. I'm a no. clout maker. Um, we took a little break. Now we're back. The break like was probably a little like too long. Like we never long. left. Like we never <clears> left. <throat> the break was probably a little too long. But um, we're here now and it's like a new beginning, you know. School is starting. Give you guys something to listen to, something to take your mind off the stress maybe as you're commuting to school or taking your classes. Taking if your you're stressed, you're beta. that's what i'm saying really thanks anyways yeah yeah yeah. um i guess i just wanted to say like real quick before we jump into anything and we've mentioned this before but thank you guys so much for all the support thank you guys for listening to us yammer and ramble on every week (laughs) for an hour plus um yeah it's been um it's been truly an experience and i just want to first of all want to say a couple of updates for the for the podcast because there are some changes moving forward. Um, just pulling it up right here so I don't get any information wrong. But first of all, just recapping, we finished season one with 14 episodes, uh, 1,500 views just off of YouTube, 87 listeners um, in total, one guest and five patrons, which has been like incredible. Just a podcast, two dudes starting up, a couple microphones, no studio needed. Like if you, if you, we've had a couple people come up to us say, Hey, we want to start a podcast. Mike, I just told them, just record yourself. Like, yeah, just, just, just start. do it. Um, just do it. Patrons have been so supportive. We're making way too much money for just five people uh, on Patreon. We've had people give more money than we uh, showed even in our tier. So we thank you for the generosity. Mm-hmm. Um, and we encourage you to check out the Patreon if you haven't down below. Now, we want to say these episodes, instead of coming out weekly, we're going to have these episodes come out bi-weekly however we're going to introduce one new kind of uh, content which is the thoughtful vibes or thoughtful banter vibes um, we're having a food review coming out you should see the trailer for that um, this week um, so yeah every month now you're going to get two podcast episodes one thoughtful banter vibe and for anyone out here who has who has us on patreon we change our tiers because people have not actually been enjoying our tiers i've noticed like we have zero interaction on patreon so that shows us people don't really it doesn't make sense for us to put in the same kind of work there if people just want to support us there because they want to support us but not because they want the behind the scenes or extra episodes so what our patreon is now is i think for five dollars a month you have your name at the end of every episode Mm -hmm. and the next year after that you have access to behind the scenes of our thoughtful vibe series which is again only one episode a month um that's, yeah. You can you can take the mic. So now. these are the changes for the podcast moving forward. Inshallah, you guys still enjoy listening to us and you know letting us fill up your day with our inane chatter. So uh, if that's thoughtful all we chatter. got, yeah, thoughtful chatter, something like that. <laughs> if that's all we got, I guess we can jump straight into the the topics. So the first thing we wanted to talk about, I guess, is a little YouTube drama. We'll keep it light and then we'll get serious and then we'll make it light again. So did you uh, follow up with it? I did. I I, I did so. 
sorry i moved the mic away from my mouth but anyways i did some research on the drama yeah i'm not sure exactly how much we could even talk about it oh i'm gonna talk about like what like we have an adult audience that's true i mean like 18 to 37 is a range of the people's okay long story short (coughs) so let me let me me introduce this a little bit a little bit i don't have covid let me (laughs) let me give you guys some context so a while ago i think it was one of our maybe one of our first videos we made a video about red pill the red pill community and the things maybe the positive and negatives that can be taken from it i am not a big fan of it mahdi gained some uh maybe some insight from it even with the questionable behavior that goes along in the what do they call it the manosphere <laughs> I, I have abba's perspective on it kind of um yeah i i understand why it why it formed but anyway i don't want to get into that but yeah we made a video about that that manosphere the red pill part of youtube yeah so the people that we're talking about in this conflict this youtube drama in case you guys are interested um is part of the red pill kind of manosphere part of youtube and we're not just talking about it because well we are talking about it because drama but there's also like some interesting things to glean out of it that i think are some gonna insights be pretty, yeah some pretty well life 48 laws of power type b type b so um, so yeah Matthew, i'll hand it back to you the, the um Basically, long story short, because I don't think like I don't I want to explain this story in a sense that you don't have to exactly know what's happening. If you want to check out the full story yourself, just search up uh, Abba and Preach and Fresh and Fit. Fresh and Fit are a YouTube duo. Abba and Preach are a YouTube duo. Fresh and Fresh and Fit are some newer guys. And they got big because basically what they would do is they have a podcast and they make these red pill videos. But they bring on like girls who are like IG models, girls with OnlyFans, girls who are porn stars. Yeah, so and like these these girls who are like in this these girls who have these large followings on social media that quote unquote are high value women. Which I would not define as high value women. I feel like, uh, define as low value, absolutely. But they had these yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So they so they'd bring them onto their show. Yeah. And basically throw out these controversial like red pill opinions and then disrespect them and like yeah throw them out if they if they talk back to so, yeah, basically they're like hey come on the show and these girls are like like i already said what they do and then they're like they'll, they'll say some stuff like i i, I don't want to say anything like too salacious like not what they say but they'll say something like women are lesser than men <laughs> or, they'll have guests, or they'll have like other male guests on that say something like that even if it's not them necessarily. They'll, they'll basically start debates with the with these young women and not be respectful, not be good hosts. Um, and I'm, I'm not trying to sound like a white knight right here. I know some guys are like, white knight, yo, shut up. I'm not a white knight. What I'm saying is these dudes will start debates but have no etiquette themselves when it comes to how to debate. And also, like, talking in a red pill, a red, red pill manosphere kind of way, using, like, their language, they're acting beta. Like, they're, they're, they'll... They get so emotionally riled up if if a female even disagrees with their point or or talks. Like I notice these guys, for example, if they're having like a back and forth, the guy will say something. The girl responds, hey, "Stop interrupting me! Hey, 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 stop, stop interrupting me right now!" <laughs> it's like, do you know how a conversation works? <laughs> yeah, do you do you know exactly? Do you know how a conversation works? You're talking to someone, they're talking to you back, right? And it's it's just weird to invite people to your show just to slam them, and yeah. that's that's clearly what was going on. But the controversy really wasn't exactly about that. Long story short, Abam preach on the other hand, all these two dudes who they cover the same kind of topics. They cover like whatever's happening in the culture and society yeah. and and dating and red pills too, kind of. But that's not their speciality. Yeah, kind of whatever they want. TBA, whatever they want, whatever kind of like 
controversial things jubilee videos or even videos necessarily controversial but sometimes they'll just like literally agree with what's being said um Mm -hmm. but yeah they just react kind of react to whatever they want they're like a good reaction channel exactly yeah because they actually provide like you know pretty decent commentary and critique i don't agree with everything they say but they're like way more level-headed and um you know critical than anyone anyone else i've seen do the same type of videos that they do and they're and they're really uh honest so what happened was this these guys fresh and fit are selling courses selling expensive courses telling men how to get your life together how to be a high value man how to get woman how to fix your dating life how to fix your business life how to get fit they're selling men basically being a father (laughs) <laughs> i don't know if you guys realize this this is why we need dads in society because all these red pill guru guys are just selling being a father yeah they're selling fatherly guidance in every single area fitness money uh whatever and on the show they're talking about prostitution and they're saying prostitution is gross and they would never be with a woman for money because um that's not real attraction and then Abba and Preach were on the show, and they're like, you know, you're talking, guys. This isn't like Islamic, but we, I don't, I'm not gonna address something in the Islamic perspective whenever people aren't Muslim. If that makes sense. Yeah. So what what happened was, Abba and Preach are like, wait, you guys are telling men, this is how I'm saying, it, are telling men to be a high value in this dunya sense. They're telling men to have six pack abs, make six figures, yeah. and have girls they can call at any time. All the men who are like that in real life, like athletes, politicians, these guys all use prostitution. Yeah, like, what do they call it? Escort services? Escorts. I mean, that's yeah, a fancy that's term. That's a fancy word, yeah, yeah. It's prostitution. Yeah. Because that's how you don't and get so, me too. So I think I think they were talking about they were talking about this in the context of why <laughs> prostitution should not be legalized, if I understand correctly. Which is even weirder because... Fresh like, and fit? Yeah. They were like, I would never be with a prostitute because i want real attraction that that's that's where we get into it with the dms yeah they're talking about real attraction like they're like i would never do something like that because i want real attraction but then this guy on the show who said that or or one of the uh co-stars he's on a sugar daddy website <laughs> he has like a profile on a sugar daddy website and he also uh has it has like dms of basically inviting girls on the show and then a suck for the law being like, "Hey, you can only be on the show if you have intercourse with me." Yeah, if you do, the, if you do this thing for me. And so then, he reached out to them first to be like, "Yo, but also <laughs> help me out." <laughs> and then basically, Abba and Preacher just pointing out their hypocrisy and like, "Bro, you say you want real attraction, but you're doing this." Basically, instead of paying them money, you're paying them with with clout. Like, acting like that's not the same thing. Act, and you're acting like it's not the same thing. It's, you're literally in- exchanging intimacy for goods and services. That's prostitution literally like <laughs> almost the definition you're just not paying with money but yeah anyways it's cringy um really i don't have for myself i don't have anything more to say about that specific situation as far as pointing out their hypocrisy i think abba and preach did a really good job i guess you can summarize maybe what yeah what their, i think it's, a, it's, it's bigger than i thought it, thought it would be I'll, I'll i'll summarize what i learned and like everything in this yeah Alban preached me a really great point, which I loved, which is lead by integrity. It made me think about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like always remember why you started something and don't get caught up trying to chase clout and fame and all that because Alban preach do kind of what fresh and fit do, except they call it hypocrisy and they don't just clap for people for the sake of clapping and they don't chase the money. 
And when Abba and Preach said what they said to Abba to uh, Fresh and Fit, Fresh and Fit were were friends with them initially, and they just said, uh, and then Abba and Preach gave them just honest cr- criticism, and they started roasting them. They called them dusty. They insulted Preach's wife. Yeah, this is that and family. Like immediately, like we make the, more money than you. We're better than you. You ugly. You're dusty. We get more woman than you. Weird. That was the most confusing part about the whole thing is how like absolutely emotional they got about it. Because they're beta, bro. They got so emotional about it. And the thing that was confusing is because like they were given a critique of um, some of the ideas that they had put on the podcast. It wasn't even like, I mean, they got business critiques later for like after the beef started. But like it wasn't even like a critique of how they run things, a critique of their operations, which even then, if it's not done maliciously, you should just be like, hmm, agree with it or disagree with it, take it or leave it and then keep it moving. Mm -hmm. You don't have to make like a video literally insulting these people so i was just so confused and then delete the videos <laughs> they deleted the video they deleted the videos i didn't even see that they de- you can't find the videos on their channel they deleted <laughs> the videos because they got so that their subscribers dropped mm-hmm. they got so many dislikes and it shows one thing they're clout chasers only mm-hmm. i swear abba and preach upload the same video and they got dislikes they keep it up because they, they have integrity like i'm gonna make this and i know why i'm making this and they only make stuff for clout and then more stuff come out because it shows like how you handle your business. I mean, think about it. if you're if you're willing to invite a woman onto your show and then say, hey, you can only come on if you give me some attention, you know? Yeah. They, uh, like they their photographer, they weren't apparently they weren't paying their videographer or photographer or something. A lot of stuff came out. And what it shows is have integrity and don't initiate violence with any man unless you're willing to be violent. <laughs> don't don't oh, yeah. don't don't play this yeah. it's not funny bro because they kept talking about like wanting to box and stuff like that right no so yeah so they're like they they're insulted one of the uh, preaches i think his name is preach preach's wife mm-hmm. say your wife is probably unattractive i'll be nice and then preach preach first of all preach is a can be scary bro it can be intimidating he just has his death stare 30 yard death stare in the camera lens looking at the dude Close off body language at the <laughs> camera saying, Let's box. You want to disrespect a man's country and wife? We can box. And he's 40. His, he's 40? Yeah, he looks good for 42. He's, he's, he like, he's pretty jacked. And he was like, like I don't crack alert. <laughs> he was like, I don't care if I lose. That's what you know is scary. I'm going <laughs> to hurt them. I'm going to call, he, he was called the twin sisters. Fresh and Prince, more like twin sisters. Let's box. <laughs> So that's a lot about that, but essentially, like, it, it, when it comes to like life, like what you're learning from it, don't go about things emotionally. Go about things always with an underlying base of integrity, because even no matter what the outcome is, you did the right thing. Yeah. And don't initiate beef with people unless you're really ready for violence, because it just don't sound a joke, bro. Absolutely, and and I think that was like the biggest takeaway that they had, and they talked about it a lot, is just move with integrity. Move with integrity, move with integrity, move with integrity. integrity. Don't tell your subscribers one thing. Don't sell, like you're you're selling a product, you're selling a service to people and they're expecting results from you. And you're telling them one thing and then you're doing another thing, which is actually the way that most people, most high value, quote unquote, dunya high value people do it. So like, what what are you actually trying to, like, uh, I guess, communicate to your audience? You know, just move with integrity, Do do what you say, Say what you do. Yeah. Have them, have them linked up. Have them aligned. I think that's probably the most important thing to take away from the beef. Um, the second thing that I thought was interesting, um, and this is far less important, uh, but 
the whole situation I liked one specific part of the situation and it was when Abba was talking about how he confronted them about Fresh and Fit calling Abba and Preach blue pills. Remember? Mm. And so Abba he was goes, alpha he alert. goes onto their show and he's like, Hey, uh, This is before you, the initial this, beef. Yeah, exactly. You called this blue pilled and anyway for anyone not listening, you know in the Matrix they had the red pill that you you know, you're like seriality and you have the blue pill where you're like complacent and just do what you want. Mm. So that's what these red pillars call, I guess, beta male simps. They call if them you don't have pill. 12 girlfriends, you're beta. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they call them blue pill. Yeah, I, I guess people who exhibit beta simp behavior, whatever, whatever that means. Yeah. Um. So he said, you call this blue pill. Why? Like, tell me right now to my face. And then and then we can go back and forth and it can respond. So one thing I found interesting was. It just further showed how actually Beta Fresh was, because that man was stuttering. Uh, I, like, I don't know. Uh, did, did, did I call you Blue Pill? He's like, did, did I? I? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't. I don't I, nah, nah. Did I? Uh, bro, I don't remember that, bro. This man's up there stuttering, and conveniently forgetting about what he had said. So that that's the thing that's not really important. It was just funny. Secondly, though, is I liked it because it kind of showed how a lot of people have this idea that in order for you to be confrontational. Or in order for you to stick up for yourself, you have to be aggressive. You have to be aggressive. You have to be intimidating. Christian should you always have to be, be the last resort. You have yeah. to be scary. Yeah. And Abba beautifully demonstrated how you can be confrontational, not violent, and not aggressive. Because he yeah. literally was just like, so you said we were blue-pilled. Um, tell me about that. Yeah. He just asked just a question. Talk to me. Ask the question. Face to face. Absolutely. Directly. You said this. Mm-hmm. I want to know why you said it about me. Mm-hmm. And if you if you practice, like a lot of people, like when they go to like as kids, they go to karate and stuff. A lot of times they they preach this: don't like use violence as a last resort. Use violence as a last resort. Use violence as a last resort. And we kind of think it's funny because obviously in movies we see the exact opposite. And you know we want to be cool because we could beat someone up. Yeah, you want to be the guy on top who your exactly. knuckles are bloody. You beat up the other guy. But in reality, these these people, like people who actually train these these martial arts for years, they know, they know that violence is not something to play with. And I'm not gonna. This is going to be the last thing I resort to in every single situation because you never know how skilled another person might be. You never, I mean, and not and not even like, even you don't even know what their skill level is. You'd never know the outcome. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's. Exactly. I, I hate to be a nerd, but I'm a nerd. Remember in Injustice, you know where uh, he <laughs> threw the batarang. Like yeah. you, you, you can just get pushed. Wait, hold on, hold on. explain that. Explain that. So it, you in, explain it. You explain it. In better. Injustice, yeah. Damian Wayne, who's Batman's son. I guess spoilers, but like it's been out for how many? Anyways, he throws a batarang at at Nightwing. Yeah. And like the narration in that scene is pretty interesting because he's like, you know. I just threw the batarang like out of instinct, and this was something that rage, Nightwing yeah. had had um, he dodged this like thousands of times in our training. Mm-hmm. But this one time, this one time, it hits him in the head. He falls back and he slams his head on a rock and literally dies. And this is Nightwing. So these dudes like train Muay Thai, wrestling. Some of the real people, you know, like <laughs> they're, they're killers, though. You know, like yeah. this is like Batman's protege and. He and, and his son threw the battering at him just out of rage. Like he's always he's always missed it. He's always missed it. He 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 forgot one time hit his head on a rock. You die. And this is like real life stuff. You can't go around threatening other grown men. You have and people like judge people by their physical fitness. 
you have no idea this fat guy might be a whole killer. Absolutely. You have no idea. <laughs> You're looking at his body fat percentage. I want you to look at his forearms. Mm-hmm. You see the forearms <laughs> or some cauliflower ears? Brother. <laughs> I'm No, we good. <laughs> have you seen that dude Orlando Sanchez he's like a he's like an ADCC uh, Jiu Jitsu medalist Mm-mm. he's fat bro he's like he's like the size of like like a condo action action Bronson do you remember action Bronson yeah. when he was fat like before he lost he's all that big like, he's big and he bro. does Jiu Jitsu yes and he's that's a, terrifying he's a dog that's bro. terrifying he's, he's like a, a sumo wrestler <laughs> doing jujitsu. that's he's terrifying dog, <laughs> he's pinning you down I'm not getting out that absolutely not <laughs> that's just an example but anyways yeah. my point is um, I remember an, on a Joe Rogan podcast, Frost the Hobby, he was talking about the reality of violence. People do not know the, the reality of violence. People don't know the reality of violence. Yeah. And that one of the things that, you know, going to these martial arts classes do, if you're like serious and dedicated to it, is they teach you that reality. And they teach you exactly what Matthew said, how anything can happen. And you don't, you never know how skilled another person is. So don't even resort to that. Don't don't have that be your first reaction. And don't like it, it. And it relates because it's like what you say. Like stop. Like guys be out here just talking about violence. I remember one time we we're like in a group of guys, and one guy was like kind of he had like underlining like beef. He felt like he's been disrespected by another friend of the group, and the other guy didn't know he felt that he felt that way. Mm-hmm. And he says they never he, know. He, he called him like chubby or something. I don't know what it was. And then he just got up and was like, hey, bro, you want to fight, bro? And he was like 100% serious. Mm-hmm. He was getting all up in his face. And I'm like, bro, why are you talking about fight, fighting if you don't want to fight? <laughs> like, this is a last resort thing. Yeah. You might just get punched in the face and fall down on the table wrong on your neck and be paralyzed. Yeah. You're nobody, bro. Like, you're not, you're not a killer. I'm yeah. not a killer, so I'm telling you. Just be careful. Yeah, and sometimes, I don't know, like, and, and I get it, like, the male ego is, it's hard to back down from a challenge. It's very hard, but feel like it's like Mike Tyson. I feel like a, yeah. I can't say the word, but yeah. I feel like a female dog. You know? Maybe we'll add that clip in. I don't know who knows. <laughs> I can maybe clip it. But anyways, um, Jamie, get that. It's always, I mean, like nonviolence de-escalation is pretty much always the best solution. Just talking from a personal experience, and usually people who immediately resort to violence, they're either like super fragile, like super weak-minded. Or have been taught something that's obviously just completely incorrect. From a personal experience, was that a basketball court? It's always on basketball courts, you know. Good lord! Uh, (laughs) Nowhere, nowhere has more testosterone than a basketball court. Like I was saying. Um, So we're on a basketball court, and I'm playing, and there's a whole bunch of people, and they're just like throwing around the n word, and I'm just like, and generally, and they're not black guys. No, no, yeah, yeah. And generally, I don't have an issue. I'm just like, whatever. but I was like, I guess one thing that bothers me about that is just not being aware of who might be, who might not be okay with it, especially if you're not from that culture or from that race. Because um, generally, I, I tend not to care. Um, but they were just throwing it around. And so I was like, hey, yo, can y'all chill with the N-word? That's literally all I said. And you're the only black guy there. <laughs> the only black guy there. I was like, can y'all chill with the N-word? And then this dude gets like starts walking i don't i haven't spoken a word to this dude he walks up into my into my face like up to me chest to chest and he's like taller than me so he's looking down he's like yo you're not gonna tell me what i can or can't say and i was like i was so confused i literally was like i literally looked up at him and i was like i asked you a question 
<laughs> and then he goes, I'm just, I'm just saying, you're not I'm just saying, to, you're not going to tell me what you, what I can't, I can't I'm say. a grown man. He was like, you don't know where I grew up, dog. And I was like, bro, I don't care. I asked you a question. I know, I, bro, I know you're not from Harlem. <laughs> Shut up, bro. I was like, I asked you a question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you're getting uh, aggressive right now as mm-hmm. I ask you a question. And then he starts walking away and I'm like, Bro, and this is this is this is this is me not listening to that. This is just, your ego. I just gave myself exactly because <laughs> I'm like, yo, where you going, bro? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to start something? And, finish and, and it. And I'm getting like held back. Like my friends are like like putting their arms between me. And I, I'm like, where you going, bro? Why 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 are you walking away? <laughs> like, doing his job. Like, hey, hey. <laughs> like why are you walking away, bro? I'll put you in a guillotine right now, bro. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know your name. And you're coming up to me with this energy. Bro, relax. I was super triggered. But anyways, don't I, do what I, I did. I know you're like, you know, it's funny. Like, even as a man, me hearing about my friend possibly being in a fight, I'm like, I visualize myself there like, hey, yo, bro, same, bro. If you walked up to you, I would have walked up behind him. You would uh, <laughs> see me coming. What? Clock the back of his head, bro. Grab his neck. It's just, and, and, and so, like, again, like, kind of what Matthew was saying. What the, what the, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the guy was thinking. Maybe he expected me to be like um, intimidated. Maybe probably. I, maybe him seeing that I wasn't that intimidated made him walk away. Or maybe it's just that he he's initiated something, saw how close we were, saw the reality of what could happen, and then decided to walk away. In which case, I I I give him a little bit of props, a little bit. But before even before you reach that point, you want to just not engage in that way. Especially when it's something as simple as a general question, because it wasn't even direct addressed directly to him. And then you don't do what I did, which is like chase after him and call him back. That's what I said. <laughs> and then you don't do what <laughs> I did. Hell back. <laughs> exactly. It, it's so. Um. I think. I think it really comes from like as men. Men are fragile. Like we don't talk about this, but like men are. Men are fragile. Like we're we're humans. We always talk about like in society, like women being fragile, but men are men are just as fragile in different ways. Um, we want to feel like men, and a lot of that is about power. It's about mm. feeling like we're in control. It's about not feeling fear. Like I know sometimes, like it can just feel emasculating to feel fear, mm-hmm. and you get angry at yourself as a guy. Like why do I feel why do I feel fear? Mm. I should be making someone else feel fear, mm. and like that fear can sit with you. And like if you have like trauma of being scared. Some some real stuff I'm getting into. If you have, if you have trauma from being scared, you then have like this trauma response. We mm. like, I don't want. I'm not going to feel that way again. Mm. I need to be in control, which is why I'm going to take a Muay Thai classes because I think I think what it is is this: your brain. It's like there's like these two paths. You understand that. You understand that no matter what you say, there's a difference between how you behave with someone. Like if someone walks up to you, for example, you can be respectful even when they don't deserve respect and just passive and timid for the sake of not having violence. Mm-hmm. And then you can also be a killer. But how you feel is part of your reality. So because you feel weaker by being passive, you feel like and your body thinks, oh, I can't mess him up. And you feeling like you can't mess someone up makes you actually scared yeah because you're like i am weak i can't be weak Mm -hmm. and the solution is martial arts because if you train i mean like if you actually train a good martial art like some boxing muay thai wrestling jujitsu if you train something legit for a long time you have better chance than some guy who hasn't trained anything Mm -hmm. 
So no matter how scared you feel or no matter how like, oh, sorry, man, passive tone, no matter what you say, at some point, you know, I can, you know, if you're a wrestler, I can yeah, I can, I, I, I can do something. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think that's the solution. Like humble yourself, take us martial arts and, uh, and it, and it goes back to that, like, uh, that saying, what is it? A nice guy doesn't get a nice guy who has no choice to be nice. Doesn't get props for being nice. You have to be, uh, you have to be right? a man before being a gentleman. Type B. That's or what like, it is. Type B. You have to be a man before being a gentleman. No one says, Hey, you're so gentle. Cool. Exactly. Elite. Like, like, like <laughs> a rabbit have, has no alternative but, but to, to but to be gentle. Like babies. Wait, babies are half. I mean, like it's in their nature, obviously. Yeah. But what part of the reason why they look so cute is because they literally they have, have no. They have no other defense mechanism. Yeah, <laughs> a baby's only defense mechanism is being adorable. Like you look at a baby, and then you have like this influx of hormones in your body that says, "I need to take care of this child and love it." Mm-hmm. If a baby wasn't cute, we kill babies. We kill babies. They are loud. They take away your sleep, your money, your food, your resources. They don't do anything for at least twelve years. Uh-huh. <laughs> they are they are leeches. <laughs> from like a from a purely like input output perspective, mm-hmm. but they're cute. We love them. Yeah. So yeah, I got uh. That was good. Oh, yeah. you got a little deep there. I'm enjoying <laughs> I, myself. I know. Yeah. I like talking about that so far a lot. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, long story short. Sign up for some martial arts. You're gonna do Muay Thai with me? Where, bro? But what, what, you you uh you gave me the. We'll talk about the location specifically afterwards. But okay. the place you told me to. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. pays. Uh, it's like what 140 a month. Something like that. I might just can't. If, do we have like an actual gym there? No. I'd be willing to cancel my gym membership if I just do Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu. <sighs> yeah, I've been thinking about that. But anyways, this, anyways, is, this yeah, is not yeah. talk for the podcast. <laughs> Guys, watch me be a dog. <laughs> Sorry. So what's next on your uh, list, man? Anyways. You talk, we um, talk about Abba and Preach. Uh, there's also some YouTube drama, right? Or Red Pill stuff. You want to talk about Hamza? Oh, I mean, you can talk about Hamza. We could also talk about, I mean, you could talk about the fight coming up to, tonight. Tonight, in fact, actually, as we record this. Oh, where are we going to watch it? Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley. Jake Paul for the win. Matthew has, has been texting me with... Uh, Pseudoscience and uh, Joe Rogan, body, Joe body, Rogan science. <laughs> body analytics, body language analy- analysis <laughs> about Tyron Woodley versus Jake Paul. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. So let me summarize. I it's not that I think Jake Paul is in Tyrone Woodley's head. I think the fight. Okay, if I'm a fighter, right? If I'm doing this for like 10, 20 years, I'm a real fighter. I'm not getting paid for a long time. Blood, sweat, and tears. I'm like a real fighter. Like, you know, I have respect to my community, etc. And then I have to fight this YouTube dude who's been training for three years max. Who's privileged, <laughs> who has all the resources. Like, I don't think the fighting community, like, respects these guys. You know, like, they're just, they're literally YouTubers. They mm-hmm. literally started doing this full time last couple years. That's it. The pressure to, the pressure of losing against someone like this is so large Yes, the payday is there, but if you have any ego as a man, like, I want to be the best at what I do, like, of losing to this dude, that's pressure. Well, I don't think so, bro. You don't think that, you don't think that, bro, if you get knocked out by Jake Paul, do you understand, after every single time you're going to go to the UFC for a smack talk against someone else, they're going to be like, yeah, you got knocked out by a YouTuber, bro, shut up. Do you know what the likelihood of this guy getting knocked out is? I don't know. Small. Very small, Very small. He's been in, he's been in the ring with absolute... Killers, bro. 
Like, but Jake a killer, not, not this killer. Killer, <laughs> not, not this killer, um, not this YouTube killer, bro. And Jake is not a not a scrub. He has a decent job. He's like a good novice, right? Like a not good novice, but he's a novice. He's not. He's not as scrubby as like people try to make him. Logan, he's a scrub. Jake, <laughs> he's actually not. Logan is the one with without tattoos. Yeah, that's the one that fought uh, Mayweather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an absolute scrub. Jake actually, no. One good thing no. is I don't think Tyrone's un- underestimating Jake. So I was watching. Uh, actually, like Jake's body language is way more telling. I I, I don't think Tyrone's nervous. Like he's literally like, mm. bro, I've been more nervous in terms of like Absolutely. my life. Like that's what I'm saying. It makes like, different. But I'm saying, like, okay, one interesting interesting thing was uh, Andrew, uh, who's the who's the uh, the host, the guy who left uh, UFC. He was Ariel Hawani. Yeah. Hawani, yeah, Hawani. I'm trying to say his name right. Sorry, man. Uh, Ariel. Oh yeah, I'll say Ariel. Ariel was asking uh, Tyrone, "Was like anything you see about um, you see about Jake? That impre- uh, that's impressive. It makes you think." He's like, "Yeah, he's good. To get, he's got a good right hand." Yeah, and literally. Jake couldn't hold back the joy in his <laughs> face when he said that. He smiled. He couldn't help it because he wants recognition. Mm. He. He, I think he really wants to be a boxer. Mm-hmm. Like he's genuinely like, no, I, I, think I too, want yeah. to do this forever now. Like he's, he was like, he smiled like, yes. Um, the kid is so hungry, bro. But here's the thing: we've also never seen Jake get hit. We've never seen him like. That's true. Be like stumbled and have to like he's regain. He's on PDs though, bro. <laughs> probably, bro. I wouldn't be surprised. He's on PDs, bro. So, so is Tyron, probably. Bro, Tyron looked good. That man's like thirty eight. 39. Yeah, he's he's like a brick wall. <laughs> he looked good, bro. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see, man. I'm excited. I mean, like, I'm happy no matter what. I mean, I think Jake Period. legitimately has a chance. Like, the longer this fight goes, the more it favors Jake. Especially like Tyron Woodley in his last couple of fights, he was very like, he didn't do a lot basically. And like, I know last four fight, he has like a four fight losing streak, right? Something like that. And so I know like a lot of older fighters, as they get older, what they do is they become like. Uh, hesitant to throw punches. Why? And so that's what was happening to um, that's what was happening to Tyron as like later in his ti- in his I guess title reign, and then after he lost the title, he would just be he would just be hesitant to throw punches. Why? Why does that happen? I don't know. He's hesitant to throw punches. That's so interesting. It's not just him. It happens to like a lot of people. They're just hesitant to throw. Come more empathetic. Like oh, you get mature, mature with age. <laughs> oh, this someone. I think they're just like scared for themselves. Tbh. Yeah. You start feeling, you start feeling your back, and everything start hurting. Finally, that abusive sport. Good lord, yeah, man. I'm ex- I'm excited to see. What, I'm, I mean, I, I'm actually I'm actually not Jake Paul. Like, let's go! But I'm just uh, thinking, like, I'm just pretty. I'm very I'm very impressed with something that was initially a, a whole meme. Yeah, as being legit. Yeah, bro. Did you see that the sit down with Ariel was so funny, bro? Yeah, bro. It was so funny. Jake's funny. <laughs> bro, Tyro was hitting him with some zingers, bro. He was like. <laughs> He literally had Jake speechless. Jake's mouth was like... Ah. It was open for like a whole 30 <laughs> seconds. I read that part. Hey, what? Exactly. You can't talk. Look at you. And then he was like... Uh, Jake was like... He was like, ask Amanda Serrano. Ask this fighter. Ask Jorge Masvidal. And <laughs> Tyron, straight face. He's like, ask these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that show was funny. <laughs> that, show, that show had me geeky. I actually laughed out loud when I heard that. Oh, my God. Yeah, ask these nuts. He don't care. He literally said, bro, I'm, a real f- bro, I'm just here not to get fined. He said that. <laughs> I'm here not to get fined, bro. No, but um, I probably won't watch it, but it, it, the leader has definitely been entertaining. Super entertaining. The, the guys want to promote a fight. Yeah. 
I always think to myself, like, uh, I have a fantasy of someday, like, man, if I, like, quit my job and had, like, money like these guys and just, like, did, like, martial arts for, like, a year, something like Thailand or whatever, like, how, like, how much progress could you make? Because that's really what they did. They took yeah. all their money, they, like, hired the best coaches they can afford and everything. They just dedicate their life to it. It's, it's I'm excited to see where the experiment and goes. Still, and they still, at least not Jake, I'm talking about, like, UFC fighters, they still don't make that much money. But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Matty wants to so put in the comments. I guess if anyone's listened this far, who would want to see me and Matty in a charity boxing match? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Matty's saying we meet at one eighty. I'll, um, I'll drop fifty pounds, and I'm trying to get him to come down to like one seventy, one sixty. Tell you, I will be. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I was, I, so I went to the gym right like a couple months ago because I've been on my weight loss journey. Don't say nothing to Zane. You're the one who's been fat shaming me. Because you've been getting fat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Nah>, bro. <laughs> anyway. I got, uh, I did like one of those body fat percent percentage test things done. Um, I know like there's room for error. But a lot. According, yeah, like 10 to 20% room. It still is like, it's an estimate. Yeah. Uh, according to the test, if I had no fat on me like no fat so just my bones my organs and my muscle i would have a hundred i would be i would weigh 160 pounds lean like like one <laughs> percent body fat bro you'd also lose like muscle mass too if you got the yeah, you, bro you want fat. me to meet you at 170 i'll be like 12 percent body fat you know how hungry i'll be at 12 percent body <laughs> fat but like a 50 my whole life bro i can't meet you at, i'll beat you at 180 Anyways, oh wait, and I, I went. We'll do the weigh-ins one eighty, and I'll come on stage two ten. I might. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I might just give him weight on the scale TBH. I don't know. I I feel like I'm that much of a dog, so <laughs> I gotta just give him some weight on the scale, and he still be feeling that the them left hooks of mine. So hold let, on. Let, 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 let me tell you something. You know, yeah, I I I I look in Hassan's face and I say I say a weak man. I I, I say a fair a fearful man for his life. It's a little too thick. Like it's no touch thing. It's no take. You know, you know this. I switch Khabib. You know this. I I I brother. I Allah I just want the pound, brother. You know this. I am from bear. I am from mountain. I am bear. You know. I want to smash. I mold people. I mold people. <laughs> I I make him tired. I was saying. I take you to deep water and show you who you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to do MMA, bro? Bro, I meet you any field. Send me location. Send me location. <laughs> now boxing easier. Yeah, it's like MMA is just too much to learn. It's too much to learn, and then it's like super hard on your body. I think. Um, I think I think you're underestimating my cardiovascular abilities. But I think that's actually where I'm gonna get you. Bro. I'm a dog, bro. No me, bro. No, bro, I'm okay, brother. I'm done talking about this hyper. Brother, I'm telling you this. I end with this, brother. <laughs> I take you to D Watson, brother, I show you who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, y'all comment if you wanna see it and then who would actually win. Yeah. And if I'm the underdog, you know, whoever who are I know you guys I know Bro, people are gonna vote for I know you, bro. I know we're not supposed to bet, but like anyone who's watching this who's not Muslim if I'm, the under, if I'm the underdog, bet the house, bro. I'll bet the house. <laughs> You're encouraging people to bet. I suck for the law, yo. Get your beds. Get your beds. Uh, subhanAllah. If I were petting man, I'd bet all myself. So, red pill, manosphere. Um, I mean, I don't want to talk about any, any more about that necessarily. You don't want to talk about that? Unless you had something specific in mind. I was just thinking of... Uh, 
Mahdi and I, or Mahdi sent this video to our group chat. Um, and the video was from this dude named Hamza. Hamza. The dude it's such is, a good name, man. It is. It's, uh, it's not Hamza, by the way. It's just Hamza. Hamza. But anyways, <laughs> um, in this video, he's talking about like, investing in like these investment gurus and how the people who tell you not to buy coffee is like don't buy coffee don't yeah, <laughs> save five dollars a day exactly compound it if you if you save five dollars a day and you put the those five dollars for that you use for buying coffee you put it into like the stock market then in seven years you get like x amount of return on it yeah and basically his point was like which i agreed with I mean, he's kind of a Rebbe, but we'll get into that later. Rebbe, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. That he agreed with. I'm dead. That I agreed with, I'm sorry. Was that basically you should be investing in yourself. And even even things that, you know, some of these gurus would see as like bad investments necessarily aren't. He's like, invest, investing in yourself basically can never be bad. That's not always true, but just generally take that rule generally. And so he's like, invest in things like therapy, you know, build your mental health because a lot of you a lot of you people i was about to say n words a lot of you people <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo jamie can you clip that <laughs> a lot of you people need some help and they really have like anxiety depression um you guys can't handle rejection you guys can't handle loss you guys have no idea how to do this and i guess this is why the youtube red pill manosphere exists is because like Matty said well, this is what i wanted to say when you said this point men are fragile Matty said men are fragile and a lot of the times they don't have places to go to address this fragility, especially if they don't have like functional men in their lives. Especially men. And especially a lot of guys they, don't. And a lot of guys A lot of guys, a lot don't. Of guys don't have functional even the people with fathers gonna don't say. necessarily have functional fathers. Yeah. Well a lot of y'all don't have fathers and the dads who do have don't know how to be dads anyways. Yeah, and so I guess that's the reason why like the whole red pill manosphere thing exist because it gave a place to kind of address those um needs address those worries address those feelings of rejection now i think maybe it went too far in one direction and kind of went misogynistic especially like the further ends of it yeah but um that's that's gonna happen with anything that's what happens when the sick are helping the sick type b i mean you have a bunch of dudes who are resentful about women and, th- and then they want to i mean i, I genuinely believe they want to help other men mm-hmm. but they don't even know all the answers themselves so they give some good advice like yeah Make make money, be confident. Also, never trust woman. Whoa, <laughs> what do you mean never trust woman? Sounds yeah. like you have trauma. You need therapy, absolutely, my guy. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you know your? Do you have a good relationship with your mom? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. mommy issues. Yeah. Do a lot of these red pill guys help. have serious mommy issues? Like serious, bro. Like you cannot talk about woman this way, and not have mommy issues. Y'all yeah. sound like a. Uh, Who's that one guy? Uh, Zach Efron played as Ted Bundy, bro. Like y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all don't know your mothers. Uh, sorry, not yeah. sorry. I think, uh, kind of like I was thinking about this the other day. So, what do you think of like the barbershop environment? I love it. That's probably like 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 the good. Um, what is it? Manifestation of like. A manosphere, or like yeah, it's very like you know. I love, I love the barbershop because I'm gonna be real, bro. Specifically, black barbershops. No, of course, <laughs> no Asian barbershop, no Filipino <laughs> barbershop. I'm talking about a black-owned barbershop with some dude in the front 
with some clean fades mm-hmm. going on, talking about basketball. I don't know what they're talking about, but I'm enjoying the vibes. Bro, it's not just basketball, bro. It's everything. Sometimes they just be talking about life. life. I love barbershop culture. Dude, the thing about barbershops, and I, this, this actually relates to what we were talking about, like self-love and stuff, because I'm realizing stuff about myself recently is whenever i go to the barbershop i love it and it's not just because I, I come out with a nice haircut mm. i've been to other barbershops it's not the same the, the thing about going to a black barbershop the barbershop culture like the barbershop culture that we're talking about is only for black owned barbershops it's because it really feels like a place where you can't taken care of mm. you feel like you're around a bunch of guys you can trust who are chatting up with you and uh wh- it's kind of like i don't want to say homoerotic but it's like men don't have like we're so um, we've lost so much of we, we've we're not in touch with ourselves that we don't have that that many places where men take care of one another. Mm-hmm. Like men aren't taking care of one another. And we do need that. And I didn't even think of that. Subhanallah. Th- that's what it is. It's like it's not like I'm like no pause. Like it's just very loving. Mm-hmm. It's loving. Like like literally you have another brother who is. Making you look good, he's taking care of you. Like I'm talking to this barber, I'm like, I remember I was getting a, I was getting a haircut for my wedding, and the guy was like, I was telling him, I said, like, yeah, man, I'm getting married. I said, oh man, congratulations, I'm gonna make you look good. <laughs> I'll make you look good, man. You gonna look like a different dude. Uh, and I was like, oh man, I appreciate that. And I was like so happy. And he was like, you know, cleaning me up, and you know the bar. Like when I say like homely erotic type, it's like you know the guys like grabbing your face, touching your face. What other scenario in life can you get that kind of love from like a man? That's mm-hmm. like not. Inappropriate. Yeah, that's weird. But it's it's like that self love. Is that it's it's really like brotherly love, and it's awesome. Someone's gonna be commenting pause. <laughs> Jay! <laughs> but no, like that's that's the facts about it. And like again, how many male atmospheres are there? Kind of like that. Maybe the kind of the gym. You know, like you're working out with another guy. Yeah, and you could be like, hey man, like you got some nice lots. Yeah, and it's I was gonna weird. say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys that go to the gym and think they're gonna get all the ladies but really they just, just get attention dudes. from dudes yeah who, who also go to the gym i i kind of try to give that love to other men mm. because dude men need dude men need love and attention too like mm. you know how many guys just don't get told hey bro you're awesome no no i feel what you're saying one time i was <laughs> my wife was laughing at me because I walked into this store and this dude had enormous calves. His calves <laughs> were enormous. And I literally look at him. I'm like, bro, your calves look good, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Did you give like a little wink? Or you, no, no. Okay. It was funny though because he was actually gay. The guy, the guy, oh, who uh-huh. come with me, I was like, bro, your calves look good. Oh, watch and out. I don't, know, I don't know if he was like, I was like, I, I don't know. In my head, I was like, I know you're like, I know you're gay, but like, I don't care. I still have to tell you this. Yeah, man. <laughs> what's what's the issue with it? <laughs> I was like, bro, your calves look. You have some nice calves. He seemed kind of weirded out because I think he knew I was there with my wife. So I don't know. Maybe he thought I was hitting on him. I I have no idea. But um, I mean, I just be like, uh, still, I was just like, bro. Got, yeah, I kind of find like the right way with like the body. You gotta find like the right way. Be like, can't like be too objectifying. But at the gym, for example, like I was deadlifting uh, yesterday. I lifted <laughs> deadlifted three fifteen, um, for one clean easy. I feel like I hit for two, bro. Loki, Loki, anyways. Easy, yeah. Yeah, um, but I I lifted it easy because well I walked in and the the deadlifting stand next to me there is these uh, two dudes lifting. I don't know why there's so many strong Asian guys. I don't know why I think Asians have like a strength to be strong, super strong. A strength to be super strong. Sorry, like like a genetic uh, what's we're looking for saying? Advantage. I don't. Yeah, know. genetic like proclivity 
to strength. Uh, like, not proclivity. Um, predisposition. Predisposition. Because I see, like, in the Olympics, too, killing it. Yeah, they kill this in the Olympics. I, and we're I, lifting. I'm, bro, they show low to the ground, bro. Dude, it's like, it's like <laughs> black people are the fastest. Asians are the strongest. I don't, like, I don't know what it is, bro. Look, look, like, just look at the Olympics. People are going to call me racist. Call me, ra- okay, bro, whatever. Anyways, I'm at the gym. And these guys are, like, really small. No, but it does help if you're shorter, though. Like, uh, that's, all that stuff, like, factors in. This guy is, like, smaller than you. Mm-hmm. And I see him lifting 315. Good, like, good good, uh, good form. And I was obviously watching. I wasn't, like, fake. I was, like, just standing there looking at him. <laughs> and, and then he pulled it, and I gave him fist bump. I was like, hey, man, good job. How much is that? And like, 315. I was like, bro, how much you weigh? Don't mind me asking. And he's like, 150 pounds. And I'm like, bro. That is the most impressive thing. You know that, right? Damn like, me. you were deadlifting twice your body weight, more. And then um, I was like, hey, how's, like, that deadlift form feel for you? And he showed it. And then I was deadlifting. I tried it on the same weight. And then him and his friends stopped and watching me. And I was pulling it up. They're like, let's go, let's go. They, they cheered me on. And, the, and Was that sumo? Did you do sumo? Or? No, no. It was... I, it's almost like when you do the reverse grip, right? No, it's almost has to do with your feet, not your. It's your like when the feet are like right next to the bar, and your and your toes are out. But like, were you wide or were you like shoulder width? I was very wide. Yeah. So I was doing sumo, I guess, um, and I, I I did like what he showed me, and they're like cheering me on. It was like a two. It was like a five minute interaction, mm. but it was like that's what I'm saying. Like that love, yeah. guys aren't used to getting it, mm-hmm. and it should it should just be normalized. Yeah. People are lonely, man. Just nerd, quick nerd tip. For a long time, there was like, I, I don't know for a long time. And then there still might be discussion about whether sumo is like cheating or not because you're shortening the. It feels like the, cheating. You're bro. shortening the, the <laughs> movement of the bar. You know, as you're conventional, you're coming, your feet are closer together. And so you're coming, you're pulling the bar up further. But when your feet are spread farther apart, it's a, it's a shorter, uh, I guess, travel, path of travel that the bar has to go. So it's like, is sumo cheating or whatever? It feels like cheating. <laughs> the guy told me, he was like, it feels like cheating. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that sounds good. Now, I prefer conventional. It's just more comfortable. I don't like, like, it doesn't feel good for me to be in sumo. But anyways. I feel like less load on the back. Like, I felt like a better form because um, I felt like my back was safer. Mm. But like, I was, like, my back is sore today. Like, they go kind of sore. This was yesterday when I lifted. So it felt like less danger pressure on my back but it still felt like my, my i i felt tighter uh-huh. if that makes sense like my form yeah. anyways to your point yeah that's something that men don't experience and um i completely forgot my larger point but you talk for so long bro so i'm not i'm sorry like, bro <laughs> you, you gotta interrupt me bro that's what I'd, be doing. I'd be getting lost no cap you and gotta like, interrupt me bro okay okay that's my fault that's my fault that's my fault it is your fault but anyways, we completely went away from the subject of Hamza and his video, but <laughs> I think this was cooler. Yeah, yeah And it was cooler, something man. that I wanted to mention when you had talked about being fragile. Um, but anyways, that's all I got. You got anything else? Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? How does that relate to being fragile? I was talking about... Uh, the reason why the menosphere red pill area of YouTube mm-hmm. exists to begin with. And because you said men are fragile and then I was like bouncing off of that. They don't have a lot of place. They don't, men don't have a lot of places where they feel like they can go to address that kind of fragility. Mm-hmm. And so kind of the menosphere red pill answered some of those, um, worries, some of those, uh, anxieties. Yeah. And then also went like, like parts of it went way left. Yeah. As well. So like, do you think the answer is just, <laughs> Real life brotherhood. 
Yeah, I mean, literally. Brotherhood, fatherhood. Brotherhood, fatherhood type beat. Have have an involved like a lot of, a lot of dads, even here. Like, it's it's less here than like in the Middle East, for example. And yes, I'm generalizing, but this is generally how it, like in my experience of what I've seen, how it tends to be. Is it dad works? Dad brings money. Dad, you know, takes care of everyone's food, clothing, shelter, and then the raising of the children is left to mom. Only. Only. And even even American fathers, a lot of times, they'll even when they are there, they're not, like, present. They're, like, super detached. You know, it's like, I'm still at work. I'm at home, but I'm at work. You know, and it's still a lot of kids don't get that love or receive that attention that they need from their fathers. All these red, red pill dudes that are wildin'. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Not not red pill. I mean, some of them, but a lot of the ki- a lot of the dudes that are like constantly depressed, you know, always constantly dealing with issues, is because they needed fatherly guidance and they didn't have fatherly guidance, and so they got it from somewhere else. And a lot of times, those other places weren't good. Every now and then, you had mm. someone who had like access to mentors that were really good and kind of like could fill in for the, fill in that gap. Yeah, and those are the guys that become, I guess, successful. Not just in a dunya sense, but like literally in their disposition and stuff like that. And then you have the people that don't find that, and they become the incels. You know. Yeah, like I think the the incel is the incel is that guy who doesn't like we're meant to like men and women both have to take care of men and women. Like it's like we're filtering out the weak ones. Like what I mean by that, it's like if you see a guy who's not doing anything with his life and time. This is like being an incel, like screwing around. He needs to get yelled at like mm-hmm. by, by his dad, by his male friends, like have a sit down, like handled not by his mom, my sister, like he needs like men to give him that guidance, I think. And that's what we're seeing like in the YouTube space, like this substitute that's so weak. And these guys really don't care. Many of them, they, they I mean, they maybe care a little bit, but they're trying to make a paycheck. Mm-hmm. There's some of these courses that are made with very little effort made with free information you can find online and it doesn't even hit because you need to have a connection with somebody like mm-hmm. you don't respect this stranger on the internet and if you do why <laughs> why do you respect this guy who doesn't know you mm-hmm. like i can give it like i we all know the best advice in the world it's all free yeah i can give you the best advice ever on the podcast joe rogan can keep telling you things joe rogan gives great advice all the time for example but do you know joe rogan is he in your life to hold you accountable does he know your specific situation like it's not a substitute for fatherhood and brother and like br- brotherhood and all this stuff. And these guys are just making money from their subscribers at the end of the day. Like so much money. You are a product. Mm. And these Red Bull YouTubers still like like all of them, even the good ones. Like the roommates podcast, Steph is cold. They give okay advice sometimes. A lot of what they say doesn't make sense as well. Mm-hmm. But then also they make a lot of money from their subscribers. But these people all look at look to them. As substitutes for brothers and fathers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how is Steph your dad? <laughs> how is a roommate's pocket? These guys are young. These yeah. guys are 20. These guys are our age. Yeah. They're a little I bit sh- older. Steph is like 24. Steph like- is like 23, I think, bro. Yeah. Or 24. Bro. Like, yeah. Like, he's like, these guys are our age. Literally. I, c- I can't look at this guy my age like my dad, bro. You shouldn't. Well, there are people older than him that are looking at him like that. It's like weird. 30, mid 30s. That's a problem. Absolutely. And and I think it's also. But I also like, feel like just like a, on a more cultural note, 
fathers are given like they're cut a lot of slack like they have a low bar as far as like what we expect from them or the quality of like parenting that we expect from them yeah the bar's you know? not high bro it's it's really it's really low i'm about to raise the bar though inshallah not anytime soon i'm, about, I'm about to make bro like inshallah bro <laughs> bro like you know these other wives out here but i'll be looking at their husbands like yo what's your problem bro <laughs> i'm about to make these other guys insecure no but it's like okay they, <laughs> this dad didn't do this eh, you know just dad things this dad didn't but do this he just did yeah, some you trauma know, you know he just, he, you know that's just what dads <laughs> do and i think there are there are legitimate differences that need to be like acknowledged between like the parenting of a mother and father i think those things exist like guys for like easy example when my mom takes my sister out my little sister out she's like packed with clothes pack extra change of clothes you know wipes uh got some snacks in case she gets uh, hungry maybe got maybe even got some like lunch for her you know and then when her dad takes her out it's like okay you got maybe change of clothes wipes you got no food though or something like <laughs> you got no food so they'll, they'll like go out and get something which is fine as long as the child gets fed right and these are like you know differences some things might not be like as initially like important to a man or they might not think of it as as uh super important for a man versus like a woman for example like maybe the woman's thinking like oh she'd rather pre- she'd prefer a home-cooked meal versus a meal that she gets from a restaurant i don't know for, i don't know these are just a, a, silly easy example that i'm throwing out there and there are legitimate differences in parenting like that but then there are things like <laughs> that are just straight up neglect that fathers do that get like passed off as like oh no that's just like it's guy stuff <laughs> exactly. it's like not guy stuff it's irresponsibility <laughs> exactly you can't pro- you have like you have trauma you're not able to process your emotions <laughs> it's like you need yeah, therapy bro. bro absolutely absolutely and that's kind of wrap this back that's that's what i liked about what hamza was saying the youtuber like, get your mind right get your body get right your health get your health right before get your everything get your act right and then start get your act right get like a sum of money like get a job or whatever get a skill acquire skills acquire like acquire, acquire skills acquire tools that can make you money get like a sum of money and then start thinking about your future investments none of these guys none of these financial gurus that started out or, or doing real estate right now and, and making millions of dollars or whatever they all had they all either came from rich families and yeah. so they had that money there already or they got themselves to a point where they had consistent income coming in and then they could like because of that income they could basically you know look outside of that and do things that brought them more passive income bro i think therapy is so underrated and so important like mm-hmm. you perceive your entire it doesn't make sense like if you really break it down, right? Who are you? You're your you're your body and mind. Your mind is your computer. And your body is like like how you move through the world. And you need both. But if your computer, your lens of how you process information is messed up, I don't care what opportunities you're given, you're going to ruin them. Mm-hmm. You're or you're not going to see them mm-hmm. because you have issues. We all have like I'm convinced Everyone needs some therapy. No, yeah. Everyone. You have you have something you're dealing with. Invest in therapy. Like like get some higher abundancy. Like people hear about how much therapy costs. Twenty five an hour, I can't do that. Bro, look at the other things in your life you're spending twenty five dollars for that are actually a substitute for therapy if you think about it. And that's again another point that Hamza yeah. made. He was like the return on investment that you give from good therapy is going to be way higher. 
because it's helping you as a person it's gonna be way higher than the return that you get on five dollars that you put into the seven percent return that you get on five dollars that you put into the stock market yeah. seven years later exactly <laughs> and lots of these things like like we get into that waste our time like it's different for different guys whether it be it uh, be video games or pornography or like just things that like are distractions mm-hmm. but you're not like i'm not saying video games can't be a career but for a lot of guys it isn't you're just throwing your time into it and it's like it's an escape go for reality you're just going to that it's like that's your therapy stop stop that mm-hmm. like get some therapy exercise regularly eat clean food get your mind and body right because you're like the difference is night and day yeah and i'm, I'm still working on that like i don't know if much information i want to share but i've been improving myself in that area recently because i realized exactly what i just said like getting your mind right getting your body right spending money on certain areas is essential that you shouldn't be like skimming money on yeah you should be looking for like i'm gonna get the cheapest food like mm-hmm. if you get if you do that bro you're gonna be messed up yeah mentally so it might be it might be more important for you to cancel your Netflix subscription yeah. and buy better food, for example, or yeah. buy a gym membership yeah. rather than spend that whatever. I don't know. I don't know how much Netflix subscription yeah. costs, but like these kind of things. It's a way better, way better investment mm-hmm. than the, the Roth IRA you're going to see in 20 years. What's the point in your Roth IRA if you're depressed? <laughs> if you killed yourself. Real talk. Yeah. If you killed yourself. <laughs> yeah, I made a. I made three hundred thousand dollars no tax in twenty five years. I'm also depressed and, and incel and lonely. What is the money going to get you? And I don't know if it was that same video, but in a different video, because I kind of like looked through this guy Hamza's channel. He's a good channel, like um, good, con- like good, uh, good, uh, like it grabs you in his style. Yeah, he was like, uh, "Would you rather be the depressed millionaire or the broke, the broke, the happy broke guy?" And it's like ten times out of ten, you'd rather be the broke happy. Guy. I mean, the yeah, the broke happy guy. Because your 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 mental health is is good. Yeah, I think like if I had to pick between being jacked, happy, and like having good family and everything, but like kind of poor, I'd rather be that than a dep- than the depressed millionaire with no family, no kids, no nothing. Yeah, wrong. Because you have something to live for. Imagine like if you're like in the mental space, and a lot of guys are like you're literally scared of talking to a woman, you can't make a connection, and you're lonely. Mm. Ooh, can never yeah. be me. <laughs> inshallah never inshallah that can never no <laughs> inshallah I think everything is you know yeah yeah you know by the will of god so yeah like, yeah inshallah of course inshallah. <laughs> you never will be like no not inshallah never god's like uh-huh. <laughs> all god got god gotta do is uh-huh. <laughs> let's see about that type but i think um i think that wraps it up yeah. If you guys want to support the podcast, if you're still listening to this point, uh, please do. You can follow us on uh, Patreon if you want to have your video. Uh, oh, also, I just want to give a, actually a quick shout out to our patrons right now. Uh, give me some time. Psych, now we'll put them on the screen. <laughs> Wait, no, it's a podcast. So I can't do that. So say, I'm not getting Wi-Fi here. Can you help me out? Why are you not getting Wi-Fi, bro? You're going to have to cut this out, huh? Yeah, bro. I have to do a lot of editing. Yeah. I like these longer episodes. It's not really that much longer. I want to get like, I think what we're going to do is get like substitute uploading less for also more reels of our clips. So shout out to our wonderful patrons for making this episode possible to you. Shout out to Ali. Shout out to T-Jam. Shout out to Justin. Shout out to Muhammad. And shout out to Jordan. 
You guys are the best. If you want to join the awesome Patreon club for Thoughtful Banter, check out thoughtfulbanter.com forward slash. Sorry, check out patreon.com forward slash Thoughtful Banter for more episodes, for supporting the channel and behind the scenes content and to have your name shouted out. Also look out for the new episode coming out, Thoughtful Banter Vibes Nunos. Tacos. It's going to be some heat. Thank the you, guys. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Mm, damn. Mm, wow. Mm. <laughs>